Doctorin. This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. Take heed that no man deceive you. Those were Jesus' words to his disciples there on the Mount, the Mount of Olives, just before his crucifixion. His disciples asked him what would be the sign of his coming. And at the end of the age... And his first response was, take heed that no man deceive you. Apparently, Jesus was more concerned about that than he was even about getting the gospel out because he knew that deception would pervert all legitimate efforts to get out the good news of the gospel. So what is it that might replace the gospel? What is it that could be so profoundly deceptive as to seemingly, to the masses of humanity, replace the good news of the gospel? Today on Viewpoint, you're going to find out. You're going to find out, and in fact, as we speak this very week, the efforts have been made formally to carry out that effort. That effort to deceive the masses and to introduce the profound substitution for the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. Are you ready for this? You're listening to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. It's conversation as always with ever-increasing conviction, talk that transforms, and today is no exception. Take heed, my friend, that no man deceive you. Deception is coming in many forms. We've been watching it happen. It's happening uh, in the world. It's happening in government. It's happening in the law. It's happening uh, in our schools. It's happening in the world of medicine. It's happening, yes, in our government and in the church. It's happening everywhere. And in the midst of all of this deception, deception comes Joe Biden's Ministry of Truth. Joe Biden's Ministry of Truth, a federal speech jar, czar is right on our tail now. Earlier this week, the Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas told Congress that his agency is creating a disinformation governance board to combat misinformation. Now, this is the guy who has control over our border. He's the one that's supposed to be enforcing the Constitution to make sure that our border is secured. He tells us that it is, but it's obvious that it is not. In fact, it's so patently obvious that they have to create disinformation in order to try to pretend that it is legitimate information so that we will not be led and convinced by the very testimony of our eyes. And that's the man who sees it necessary to create a disinformation governance board to combat misinformation. The Biden administration's new Committee on Public Information will be led by Nina Jankowitz, a disinformation fellow who comes to the 
administration from a think tank named after none other than Woodrow Wilson, a master of disinformation. Like Woodrow Wilson, Mayorkas himself, a font of untruths, doesn't explain under what constitutional power he's proposing to oversee speech. But it doesn't matter, because anything you might say to contravene or contradict his claim about misinformation needing to be governed by a disinformation governance board will be deemed disinformation and therefore curtailed, controlled, discarded, and destroyed because you couldn't possibly be saying that which is true. So you can vividly imagine the thermonuclear meltdown the country would be, and even rightly subjected to, if a Republican president were to assemble a government panel tasked with weeding out disinformation. So here, in this country, citizens are the ones who are to call out the state for peddling misinformation, not the other way around. But in the world of the coming globalist empire, no, that's not how it works. You have to have a ministry of truth to cut out anything, any information that would be contrary to their ministry of disinformation that is designed to confuse, destroy, and seduce you, and in fact, deceive you absolutely. The pro-censorship left, which is to say the vast majority of contemporary Democrats now have Barack Obama on board as well with this. In fact, during a recent Stanford University speech, he said that people are dying from misinformation. And you know, if censorship can save one life, he said, in other words, he is coming out and in his jaunty style is actually becoming the engine for the Obama administration and the spirit of globalism in order to usher in this new so-called ministry of truth that is necessary for the anti-gospel of globalism to take root across our world and in the United States of America. This is a very big deal, friends. Now, if we were to set aside a cynical use of disinformation, are we really supposed to believe that an administration that tells us with a straight face that a $3.5 trillion spending bill costs zero dollars, or that your sex relies entirely on your perception, is going to start out the accuracy of truth in our conversation and rhetoric? While the state putting an imprimatur on truth is dangerous to freedom, it's also laughable in practice, I think. Of course, getting to the truth is not the point of it all. First and foremost, it's authoritarian. It's about control. And secondly, anybody who takes such a job can't be trusted. Do you agree? 
That's an excerpt from an article by David Harsanani, Harsania, or however you pronounce his name. And uh, I appreciate his comments, observations concerning this. But we've been hearing nonstop warnings about misinformation and disinformation, and we need to know what the difference is if it's possible to discern it. But again, it depends on who you're talking to. And so today on Viewpoint, we are going to attempt to help us to understand what really is taking place concerning this new drive for the ministry of truth, the alleged ministry of truth, in the name of combating disinformation and the supreme dangers of misinformation that is being delivered by the experts on the creation of misinformation and disinformation. We'll be right back. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. The motto or theme of the new world order or global war order or the Great Reset is these words. Build back better. Build back better. Those were the words that were coined, the theme, the motto, the mantra that was coined by Klaus Schwab, the founder and head of the World Economic Forum. Joe Biden adopted those words for his campaign slogan. In fact, for his whole administration, he keeps saying, we're going to build back better. We're going to build back better. We're going to build back better. Now, I want you to think with me about this. Anytime you see, and I'm not talking about just Democrats now, I'm talking about Republicans, Democrats, and so on. Anytime you see a legislation a piece of legislation that has a particular title on it. You need to be very, very concerned about what that title really means. Usually, the title means just the opposite of what it purports to mean. The average person would think building back better, well, what's wrong with that? That could be pretty good. What you don't understand is that underlying the building back better is you have to destroy that which already exists. You probably didn't think about it that way, did you? How can you build back better if you haven't already destroyed that which already exists? So the purpose, the very purpose fundamentally of build back better is to destroy to destroy that which exists in order to lay the foundation for supposedly building back better. Building back better according to whom? We say viewpoint determines destiny every day here on this program, and it does. Our viewpoint determines destiny. Our viewpoint concerning what it means to build back better, you see, 
determines destiny. You may recall a former president of the United States who started what was called Obamacare. It was supposed to be this wonderful health care for everyone and was going to reduce the cost for everyone. Do you remember the slogan? You can keep your doctor. You can keep your doctor. You can keep your doctor. Remember that? However, it was well known by the person who delivered that message that it wasn't true. From the get-go, he knew it wasn't true, and his key leaders admitted it later, that they used it to deceive the people because they said, without deceiving the people, we would not be able to get this legislation called Obamacare passed because the people wouldn't put up with it. That's what they said. It was all the ministry of disinformation. That was not misinformation. That was disinformation deliberately delivered by the president of the United States and his administration in order to deceive the American people to accomplish a nefarious agenda that was itself calculated to lay the foundation for a new globalist movement of universal health care. When we look at the whole concept of the so-called ministry of truth, my friends, what we're really looking at is the the deemed necessary procedure or progression of taking away free speech by the people and having that freedom usurped by a government that is going to now tell the people what to think, when to think, what to do, how to do it, and resist and curtail all resistance. That's where it's going. All in the name of a campaign against disinformation or misinformation. In other words, it's the establishment of a dictatorial rule Absolute dictatorial rule of a ministry of truth. All in the name, all in the purpose of disinformation. If that isn't deceptive, I don't know what is. In fact, it's so deceptive that it's hard to track in the mind. It's hard for me to even track as I'm trying to communicate with you concerning how deceptive it really is. The deception is monstrous. Jesus said that in these last days, the deception would be so monstrous, so great, that if it were possible, even the very remnant elect would be deceived. In other words, there would be eternal consequences for the deception. That's what he was trying to communicate. That's why he said, he that endures to the end shall be saved. This is not just a matter of politics. This is a matter of something far greater, 
far more profound, far more insidious, yes, deceptive. And that's what we're facing even as we speak this very week. Again, you're listening to Viewpoint. Viewpoint does determine destiny. And, uh, friends, I tell you, uh, we're, we're in times, as the song says, in times like these, we need a Savior. In times like these, we need an anchor. Be very sure, be very sure your anchor holds and grips the solid rock. The solid rock is the rock of truth in Jesus Christ. But that's exactly the opposite of what these new ministers of truth intend to accomplish. Their intention is to curtail your ability to keep your anchor grip to the solid rock. They don't want your anchor grip to the solid rock in Christ Jesus. They want you to put your anchor on what they are proposing as the solid rock of global government. That's where you can put your trust. Before we go further, for those of you, this will be my final statement concerning this, because after today, uh, the radio station WACE in Massachusetts will no longer be on the air. Uh, It has been sold, and people have been listening to this program there uh, for 22 years, along with many other places across the country, but that is the place where people have listened the longest to this station, to this program, except in Richmond, Virginia, where we air from. So I want to give those of you who are listening there on WACE this opportunity again. We have contracted to place this program now on three other stations, actually five, up in Massachusetts and Connecticut. It is going to broaden the receptivity of the program, and I want you to take note of these stations. The program will now air from 4 to 5 p.m. every single day, as we originally did when we started, 4 to 5 p.m. every single day in Massachusetts, Connecticut, on WVNE, Worcester, Springfield, Massachusetts, WVNE, AM 760, and FM 101.5. AM 760 and FM 101.5. In Boston, we will be airing on WILD. WILD, AM 1090. AM 1090. And then... In the Hartford-Bloomington area of Connecticut, we will be airing and are airing on WSDK, WSDK, AM 1550, and FM 95.3. That's AM 1550 and FM 95.3. On all of these stations, we will be airing Viewpoint from 4 to 5 p.m. daily, continuously throughout the year. Tell your friends, Romans and countrymen, about it, friends. Let's get the message out so that we don't have any loss of uh, listenership and being, people being bewildered that they can't find the program anymore uh, as they have been listening for so long. 
All right. With that having been said, we apologize to those around the country and around the world who are listening to that little housekeeping message, but it was necessary. And this will be the last time that little housekeeping message will have been given because as of the end of the day today, that station goes off the air. All right. Tulsi Gabbard. Former Representative Tulsi Gabbard, Democrat from Hawaii, slammed the Biden administration for its dictatorship-like move in creating a disinformation board. She said every dictatorship has a propaganda arm, a so-called ministry of truth. The Biden administration has now formally joined the ranks of such dictatorships with their creation of the so-called disinformation governance board. Tulsi Gabbard tweeted that this very day. Gabbard, a former Democrat presidential candidate, said the Department of Homeland Security Disinformation Governance Board will use taxpayer dollars to work through the mainstream media and flood the airwaves with whatever their propaganda narrative is that they're pushing at any given time and will silence dissenting voices through intimidation. The Department of Homeland Security Disinformation Governance Board will be headed by the Wilson Center fellow Nina Jankowitz, who criticized rumors that Twitter had decided in early 2022 to stop limiting discussions surrounding alleged election fraud in the 2020 election, and also stated that the now-proven New York Post story on Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation. In other words, from the very get-go, this woman who is taking over, going to supposedly head up the disinformation governance board, that Joe Biden is inaugurating, was a disinformation specialist already creating more disinformation than this country could handle. That's why she's been picked, because she celebrates delivering disinformation in the name of truth. That's why deception is so seductive, friends. And people, the majority of people will glom onto it. Over time, they will just buy into it because they aren't willing to think for themselves and the intimidation factor would be so great that unless you are anchored in the truth, of God's word daily, you will be deceived. You will be seduced. You will be deceived. And that's why I wrote the book, Seduction of the Saints. Staying pure in a world of deception. Seduction of the saints, staying pure in a world of deception. If you do not have that book, my friend, you're doing yourself a disservice and those you love. And I'm talking also to pastors right now. The majority have absolutely no idea the depth of the deception and its seductive nature that is moving rapidly into the world atmosphere. We're seeing it played out with Ukraine and with Russia. We're seeing it played out uh, during the Uh, 2016 campaign for the presidency. 
We're seeing it played out with regard to the whole issue of voting. We're seeing it played out at every level. We saw it, we saw it played out with regard to COVID. Even this last week, we had Dr. Fauci, who told us, publicly told us, that the pandemic was over. Then within two days later, he said the pandemic, uh, uh, pandemic is not over. Now, which is true? It depends on what he's trying to achieve the moment he's trying to deliver the message. You see, it's disinformation. That's not misinformation. That's disinformation because it has the intent to deceive for ulterior motives. And that's what we're living with. And we've been living with it now for a minimum of four, six years, actually, blatant disinformation. We'll be right back. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, under the marriage section, God has marriage on his mind. Chuck has some great resources to strengthen your marriage. First off, a fact sheet on the state of the marital union, a fact sheet on the state of ministry, marriage, and morals. Saveus.org. Marriage, divorce, and remarriage. What does the Bible really teach about this? Find all of this at saveus.org. Also, a letter to pastors, the Hosea Project, saveus.org, and many more resources to strengthen your marriage. It's all on Chuck's website, saveus.org. Again, you can listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast live and archived. Save America Ministries website at saveus.org. What would be so deceptive as to lead us away over a period of time from trusting God to putting our absolute trust in government? But that's exactly what's taking place. That's what the whole idea of building back better is about. Destroying that which exists, which people put their confidence in, and replacing it with something else. Where there's a global agenda, a worldwide movement to enforce or press the entire world, and especially the Western world, the rising, resurrecting Roman Empire, the Western world, into a new world government. That is what's taking place. And it's taking place using deception, using disinformation as if it were information. Now, it's it's interesting because even though the majority of those who are commenting about this are not making the link to why this is essential to establish the new global government, a new world order that the prophet Daniel told us was going to exist in these final days before the second coming of Jesus Christ. They're not talking about that. All they're talking about is, you know, this disinformation and misinformation and uh, truth and what you can believe. But they're not linking it to why this is taking place. 
Today, we're linking this to why it is taking place and why it is important for Christian people, genuine Christian believers, including pastors, to take this seriously, not for the purpose of politics. We're not talking here about politics. We're talking about something far deeper than politics. This is about a godless effort to choreograph the entire world into a counterfeit gospel system. That's what it is. It's a counterfeit gospel system. Having denied the gospel of Jesus Christ and repudiated it, now, as it was in the time of the French Revolution, now the French Rev- the spirit of the French Revolution on steroids is now prepared and choreographing the Western world to be ushered into a godless new world order that will do everything necessary to suppress, to crush anything related to trusting God. That's what this is all about, ultimately. If you don't have the book, Seduction of the Saints, you need to get it. How to Stay Pure in a World of Deception. It deals with so many vast areas of deception. Not just political deception. In fact, that's only a small part of it. The spiritual deception is vast, friends. And it's coming in on little cat feet like the fog. And by the time it comes in, it enshrouds you so that you cannot see straight, you cannot think straight, and if you haven't dealt with it in advance and prepared yourself, you will be seduced. That's what Jesus warned about. Take heed that no man deceive you. And he said the deception is going to come not just in the world, it's going to come in the church. He said, many are going to come in my name and deceive many. Right there in Matthew chapter 24, the Olivet Discourse. Read it. Many are going to come in my name and deceive many. But he didn't stop there. He went on to say, and by the way, guys, the deception is going to be so unbelievably great, you can't even imagine it. It's going to be so great that if it were possible, even the very small remnant elect will be deceived. And don't convince yourself that because you once uh, confessed Christ as your Savior, that you're part of that small remnant elect. Because Jesus said also in Matthew chapter 7, not everyone who says unto me, Lord, Lord, is going to inherit the kingdom of God. Only those who do my will. Only those who are not seduced and deceived by the spirit of the counterfeit Christ that's coming. So I want to make uh, two books available to you right now so that you can be prepared. First, Seduction of the Saints, How to Stay Pure in a World of Deception. It is an $18 book, yours for $15, on our website, saveus.org, saveus.org. Or 
you can call us at 1-800-SAVE-USA. That's 1-800-SAVE-USA. Or you can write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. That's Seduction of the Saints. The other book is my most recent book called Antichrist, How to Identify the Coming Imposter. That imposter is coming, friends, and he's coming on uh, the wind of this so-called ministry of truth, this campaign against genuine information and genuine truth so as to deceive the people and prepare the way for the new global order to be building back better and destroying everything that people have legitimately depended upon in the past. That's his purpose. The book Antichrist, How to Identify the Coming Imposter. $21.00. On our website, save, uh, excuse me, $22 on our website, saveus.org. $22 on the website, saveus.org. You're not going to be disappointed. It's going to grip your soul, friends. It's not an inf- it's not primarily an information book. Oh, it's filled with information, all right. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of citations historically and around the world. But, Fundamentally, it's not about information. It's about transformation. It's about you and me and how we deal with these issues. That's what Jesus was concerned about. That's why he gave the warnings. That's why the Apostle Paul gave the warnings about seduction and deception. That's why the Apostle Peter gave the warnings about seduction and deception. That's why the Apostle John gave the warnings about seduction and deception. So you have Jesus, you have John, you have Peter, you have Paul. What do you want? The message is consistent. Deception, massive deception is coming not just in the area of politics, friends, but in the area of the Spirit. When you read my new book coming out in August now, called Messiah, when you read that book, you're going to realize how deeply that deception is sweeping the entire world away from the legitimacy of the true Messiah. And where people are ultimately putting their trust, or going to put their trust, it's amazing. Just amazing. No wonder Jesus warned about the deception. We'll be making that book available to you in a few months. So, for years, says Laura Hollis, we've been hearing nonstop warnings about misinformation and disinformation. So what's the difference? Well, according to the Business Insider, misinformation is false or out-of-context information presented as fact, but without the intention to deceive others, whereas disinformation is factually false and disseminated 
with the intention of misleading or deceiving others. That's what Barack Obama delivered when he preached the doctrine of Obamacare. When he tried to sell Obamacare, saying, if you have your doctor, you can keep him. It was a bold-faced lie that he knew from the get-go that ultimately came out. An absolute bold face lie of disinformation to the American people to sell the people something that he knew they otherwise would not embrace. Because it was going to lead and lay the foundation in health care for ushering the United States of America into the new global world order. Universal health care. So, Laura Hollis goes on in her piece saying, our political class and their like-minded allies in the major media and big tech love to pretend that they're protecting us from misinformation and disinformation. What they actually have been doing is preventing the public from knowing the truth, while they are the ones that are spreading the lies. So they project on others who are trying to tell the truth the very nefarious motivations and agenda that they themselves have in order to blackball everyone who wants to tell the truth. For that reason, true Bible-believing Christians have to be shut up. Yes, indeed, politically conservative people have to be shut up, but even the more so, true Bible-believing Christians must be shut up. Their avenues of dissemination of the truth have to be curtailed. One of the main reasons, friends, why we do not have commercial broadcasts, excuse me, commercial support on this program and never have in the 27 years we've been on the air is so that we can are not susceptible to being shut up by businesses that decide they want to pull their support because we're not saying something they want to say or we're saying something they don't want to say because they think it might affect their product. Are you getting the point? We rely on your donations as inspired by God. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by his spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. Welcome back to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. Just so that you understand that there's no motivation for disinformation here on this program. Yours truly 
does not and never has received any salary or remuneration during the 27 years we've been on the air. Not one dime. It is always a labor of love because the Lord led me to leave the practice of law at the height of my career to plead this ultimate cause in the land as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation in America's greatest crisis hour, right here on the near edge of the second coming. That's why. You say, how do you do that? Well, the Lord made a way. Unbeknownst to me, when he was going to call us to do this, to leave our income, to leave all our generation of income and the practice of law and the uh, political involvement that we had there in Southern California and the the uh, ministry involvement as a volunteer pastor in one of the fastest growing churches in the country, left it all. Just left it all because God said, go. Go to the birthplace of the nation and I'll tell you what to do. And that's what we did. We came to Richmond, Virginia, the birthplace of the nation, which is the James River is the birth river of America. And that's from where we broadcast. Back across the country, the place where the cross of the covenant was first planted on these shores in 1607, long before the pilgrims ever landed in Massachusetts. Yet, the next place we broadcasted from and still do is in Massachusetts and Connecticut, the second birthplace of the of the nation. So from both places, that has been our strong suit from north to south on the east coast to broadcast back across the nation to the west coast from which we had come in order to prepare the way of the Lord for history's final hour, first to this country that purported to be God's warmest audience, as as de Tocqueville said, the most Christian country in the world. We wonder whether that's the case anymore. Now, now, the program not only airs across these shores from sea to not-so-shining sea, but also is heard, actually heard, listened to, in well over a hundred countries around the world. Why? Because true seekers of truth around the world are yearning, they're hungry for some place where they can get an anchor on the truth that does not have some ulterior motive or agenda, where the person who is speaking isn't isn't raking off the top hundreds of thousands of dollars for their own benefit, where there's no angle, no ulterior motives, just plain delivery of the truth. Now, we go back and take a look at further comments concerning Laura Hollis concerning the campaign against misinformation, which is actually disinformation. She says, here's how it works. They disseminate lies that become the official narrative or story. 
when others raise questions or point out facts that controvert that narrative or attempt to bring the truth to light. That truth then is called misinformation or, even worse, disinformation. Those who challenge the storyline or narrative are smeared as liars or kooks or conspiracy theorists. And when that fails to stop the truth-tellers, then the social media companies and Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, whatever, hide their content under false warnings or kick them off, kick the truth-tellers off their platforms outright. Now, we cannot be kicked off Facebook. We cannot be kicked off YouTube. We cannot be kicked off Twitter. Why? Because we don't use those because we're capable of being kicked off there. In other words, if you're on Facebook, if you're on Twitter, if you're on YouTube, you will have the tendency to try to gain a bigger audience, and in doing that, you will compromise the truth. It's happening everywhere, even in the church. That's how the church growth movement worked going back to the 1970s. In order to build bigger churches, supposedly to spread the gospel, the pastors began to compromise the truth. They began to cease talking about certain things that they didn't think would please the people, and they began to talk more about things that they thought would please the people. In other words, they pandered to the people to grow their churches. Then came the seeker-sensitive movement, which was the church growth movement on steroids, doing exactly the same thing so that the true believers who were supposed to be gathering together to be uh, encouraged and strengthened and taught in righteousness were no longer being taught in righteousness because the message was always pandering to the so-called unbeliever. And the purpose of the church gathered was not to minister to the unbeliever, according to the scriptures, but to to minister to the believer, to strengthen, to encourage, to correct in righteousness, that the man of God may become perfect, truly furnished to every good work. What we have done, friends, is actually, in a deceptive way, completely turned the whole purpose of the church upside down. And we did it because we bought into a worldly mindset. Jesus said, I'll build my church, you make disciples. We decided it would be better and easier to build churches and to diminish the discipleship aspect because that didn't mark it very well. Are you getting the message? So if you think the misinformation and disinformation is happening only in the secular world, you are already deceived. I hope you're listening. There's so much more that we could talk about here, but I want to help you, help us all, to connect the dots here. In my book, Seduction of the Saints, there is a section called False Gospels for Synthetic Times. And I want to share with you some excerpts from one of those chapters. 
The despotism of democracy. Now, this may sound strange to you, but hang in there. By the late 18th century, liberalism became a major ideology in virtually all developed countries. On its face, what could be more full of hope and freedom than men governing themselves under the rule of the law? What could be more just than a society that does not show favor to those of higher social rank? But when men declare their freedom from God under majority rule, unpleasant and dangerous results inevitably begin to manifest, like this new Ministry of Truth by the Biden organization. When political liberalism, which most in the West embrace, interbreeds with cultural liberalism and libertarianism, traditions and truth that are held dear are vanquished in the name of individual liberty. Liberty then degenerates into licentiousness. Promoters of biblical truth become public enemy number one. Followers of the Prince of Peace then are framed as the enemies of world peace. Ah, there's the problem. We don't see where this is leading. Human reason gradually replaces godly righteousness. The spirit of the burgeoning democratic liberalism now surging through the veins of Americans and the entire West is perhaps expressed best by the 42nd President of the United States, who, in 1997, declared to a Southern California gathering of the homosexual community these astounding words. Here's what he said. This was Bill Clinton. We are, in practical ways, changing the immutable ideals that have guided us from the beginning. What he said, he admitted that the ideals of this country were unchangeable. But he said, we're changing them anyway. This is the guy that carried the big black Bible for photo ops. He said, we, in this country, and particularly the Democratic Party that he headed, are in practical ways, in other words, on the ground, changing the unchangeable ideals that have guided us from the beginning. Guess what? Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton are consummate globalists. He was tutored by one of the world's greatest globalists. How about deception democratically? Liberal democracy can serve us or slave, enslave us. If we the people are truly under God, we will be under his governance. To the extent that we spurn the government of God in our individual lives, we subject ourselves progressively to the godless tyranny of a godless majority. That's what's happening, friends. Winston Churchill famously remarked, democracy is the worst form of government, except all other forms. True freedom is fragile. Democracy becomes demagoguery without the God of creation. In other words, it becomes a dictatorship. There is nothing about democracy alone that guarantees freedom from tyranny of the masses or tyranny of an administration that wants to form a ministry of truth in order to protect them from their own disinformation agenda. As the world and even the church hurdles inexorably toward the second coming of Christ in a spirit of blatant lawlessness, what form of government do you think will prevail to make possible the enthronement of a counterfeit Christ? Here is your first clue from the prophet Daniel.
he will come in peaceably to obtain the kingdom by flatteries. That's disinformation, friends. A guy who tells you what you want to hear, even though he knows it isn't true. But presents it as if it is true. The march of history reveals, as Santana once said, the only thing we learn from history is that we don't learn from history. And soon the deceptive devices of these political isms are going to be blended into a composite global governmental system that will seduce all but the most discerning into its fateful following. Question, will you discern the decisive differences, or will you be drawn in by the mass hysteria of global and godless democracy? Interesting question, isn't it? I'll bet you never thought about it that way. But God did. Jesus did. And that's why he warned against the deception. So the world is unifying against God. So consider well the days ahead. As with all the other categories of isms, including religious isms, a composite is and is forming blending the perceived best of all the isms of the world into an acceptable package to unify the world for peace without the true Prince of Peace. In other words, to build back better, having dismissed the God of creation and the God who made and preserved as a nation from the picture. A synthesized salvation will seduce the Democratic majority, and the question is, will you be seduced? Jesus said most will, and he was writing to the church. Think about it. Get a copy of the book, Seduction of the Saints. $15 will put the $18 book in your hand. It's on our website, saveus.org, also Antichrist. $22 on the website, saveus.org, or you can call us 1-800-SAVE-USA or write to us. And if you get both of the books at the same time, instead of $5 each postage you handle, you'll be $7 for the two of them combined. Also, seriously consider becoming a partner, friends. Remember, God relies upon you to enable to get the message out to prepare the way of the Lord for history's final hour. God you bless you. Viewpoint with Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.